Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the Biz Nation podcast. And if this is your first time listening, a massive welcome to you. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb, and this is the podcast where we chat to business owners and entrepreneurs that might share something with you to help you on your business journey. Today's guest is Angel Lavecchio from the Curious Idealist podcast. And today's episode is actually going to be a deep dive into leadership, growth and development, and I'm sure many other things that Angel's going to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Angel. Thank you for having me, Carrie. I'm happy to be here. You're very welcome. I appreciate your time. This is going to be cool. We're just going to have a great conversation and see what awesome things. I know you from Clubhouse. We met on Clubhouse. Another confession. Apologies, listeners. It's always about Clubhouse, but (laughs) Angel and I did meet on Clubhouse. And let me tell you, she's a rock star. She's got so much information and knowledge in, I don't know where she stores it all, to be honest with you. So I'm I'm super excited to be here and, and be chatting with you. And yeah, we're just going to roll with it and see where we go. So Angel, I wanted to start by, uh, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners and um, what what you do now, who you are, what you do, and what happens in your world in, in everyday life? Sure. So uh, I am Angel Lavecchio. You can say Angel Love if that's easier. Uh, I am a curious idealist. Um, my brother likes to call me the Chuck Norris of positivity. Uh, he says that the hang in there cat has a poster of me on its wall. And uh, uh, I have a podcast, Curious Idealist. And uh, I write, I, I podcast, I interact, I learn, I research, and uh, and then I also have my, my nine to five and I work for a financial institution. Um, but through my work there and pretty much everything else, um, I clarify complexities. I try to take things that are overcomplicated and make them easier for people. Mm. Love it. Awesome. So tell us about your passion for leadership and growth and development. Like, where does that come from? It sounds like it's been with you for some time. Why is this a, a key element to, to your your existence? Why is this such a key, key space for you? <laughs> That's a great question. So... I think, I think I started diving into leadership for the same reasons that a lot of people do. Uh, you experience maybe not so great leadership um, as, a, as a lower level employee. And so I, I've seen examples both ways. Um, I think when I, when I was starting out early on in my career, I, had, um, I was working in, a, in the logistics industry. And so it was a, a warehouse major distribution center. And over the course of the three years that I worked there, we had, I don't know, probably eight to 10 senior leave, senior leader 
or senior level management that would, it was a revolving door. And so we had people come in and so I saw really great examples of what not to do. Uh, people would come in, mm. wouldn't take any time to understand the organization or where it was at, would come in with all of their new ideas, try to change a bunch of stuff, bring in, you know, these are all the things that I've seen work before, not knowing what was and wasn't working. And uh, they would <laughs> flop and be out the door shortly after that. And the first great mm. example of leadership that I saw, we had a we had this guy who came into the warehouse and he kind of spent a little time in every department walking around to different areas. Um, and nobody really knew who he was, but everybody like he was really friendly and, you know, within a, a week or two, everybody kind of knew his first name and nobody really knew what he did. Um, but he was just asking questions and hanging out with people. And, uh, and then after about two weeks of being there, he pulled the entire facility together and said, hi, my name's Mark and I'm your new facility manager. And um, wow. he was the first successful senior leader that I saw in that organization. He took the time to really mm -hmm. understand the people, understand the culture, understand the processes and where we were at before he made any changes. And even after he announced himself, he didn't, he still didn't, uh, didn't, make changes right away. And, and so I think that was the first mm -hmm. example of good leadership. And so that kind of prompted me on starting to look a little bit into it. Uh, and then I got what I like to call my development boot camp. Um, I was working on a project mm -hmm. where we had uh, McKinsey agents in our organization. And I don't know if you've had any interaction with that company, but uh, the, the development with them is intense. It's constant feedback. Uh, you have debriefs after everything that you do, where you talk about what went well and how you could take it from good to great. Um, and so that was really just like a hardcore development boot camp. And through that experience, I got introduced to, um, to a few, uh, new kind of leadership resources. And so that, that made me go deeper. And I just, I, I have a tendency to go down the rabbit hole. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And going back to that guy that came into the organisation and he, he spent the time and, you know, really digested what was going on, that, yeah, it just resonates with me so much because that's exactly what they should do, you know, maybe not as, well, it was probably a good method of doing it incognito, you know, kind of flying under the radar and, and really scoping things out, but having conversations, asking questions, and then not just naturally bringing in other ideas from other workplaces because they're all different, you know. We, we know that. We've all, you know, been in different organisations. So, yeah, that, that I can see why that started that inspiration of, of having the right leadership ideas and, and the right methods to put in place as well. So, yeah, super cool. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one that stuck. And um, and so that was, that was the first thing that stood out. And then um, he actually, he was still there when I left. Because uh, I had left that company to move out to Tennessee because I decided I wanted to decide where I lived um, and then find a place to work, not let my work determine where I lived. And uh, mm. he was still there. Last I heard, he had gotten promoted to running um, a wider, a broader area of the company. And I'm not cool. surprised. He was an incredible yeah. leader. 
Yeah, sounds like a great guy. Yeah, for sure. And Angel, you mentioned a couple of things earlier about writing and research. So I know you quite well and I know how much how much is inside your brain. It's just incredible the amount of knowledge that you have. So your research, do you turn that into writing pieces or have you got plans to do more writing in the future? What does that look like now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm a, a collector of information and um, it, it's cute that you say how much is in my brain because I'll tell you most of it's not in my brain. Um, most of it is in notebooks. I have notebooks and note cards. I literally like I have a stack of note cards right here that all have like a bunch of notes on them. Um, yeah. oh. The stuff is everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so I I keep, um, I write a lot of stuff down. I'm very, a very tactile person. And so writing down notes and stuff helps me to retain information a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that, um, that I'm starting to do a little bit more of is take some of those notes, translate those learnings into uh, podcast episodes or into blog posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually a long, long-term goal of mine is to write a book. I want to take all this stuff that I've learned and these things that I've picked up and these stories that I've experienced or learned from and, uh, and put them into a more tangible form that somebody can put up on their, on their shelf. I could see you doing that so easily. Like I just think, you know, all of the conversations that we've had and, and things that I've heard you share with people, I, I think you could do it now. Like I don't think it's even needs to be a, a long-term goal. Time priorities and life and all that kind of stuff probably are hopping in the way at the moment. So I see why that is planned for the future, but I think it's already there. Like, you know, the concepts are already there. And, and from the podcast, well, let's be honest, with the podcast episodes, you could easily, you know, just wait and until you've gathered quite a few of those and and translate them straight away. So definitely in the pipeline for sure. Yeah. Thank you. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at BizNation Support Group. So, Angel, tell me, You've got a bit of a background as far as the small business kind of space is concerned and I want to dive into this sooner than later. I normally leave this kind of conversation for later in the show but I think there's a really good story out of this one that the listeners need to hear so I don't want to leave it till later and they've already zoned out. Now you grew up, your dad is like super hardworking and self-employed as well so tell us a little bit about that because I think that's really impacted your life quite a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, my dad is my superhero. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize in advance if I start getting teary eyed, um, but <laughs> um, my dad is my superhero. He's been self employed my whole life, and so my whole life I have watched him work tirelessly to take care of the people in his life. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's been doing uh, general contracting. He's been doing construction work since he was 14 years old. It started with taking care of his mom. Um, and he, uh, and 
it went from taking care of his mom to taking care of my mom and me and then my brother. And um, I've seen the kind of work that it takes to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to do it the right way. Um, mm. All of these quick fixes, and we could go on a rabbit hole about snake oil sales, but all of these <laughs> quick fixes that they say make all this money in a short period of time, like that's not real life. Uh, there may be a, a short-term solution that you can put into place and uh, take advantage of people, but that's not what I see as real being a real entrepreneur or a real business owner. Um, I think if you want to run a real business, it takes work because that's what I've seen my whole life. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also made me have an affinity for business owners and entrepreneurs who are doing the work to actually put value out into the world and bring a service or a product or something to life that is actually helpful to people. Yeah. Um, and so I, I definitely have a big passion in the space for sure. Mm, yeah, I think so. And that's another reason why I wanted to start to tap into that part of the conversation, because I think your passion for small business has come from, you know, watching your dad be this self-employed hero in your life, you know, for mm -hmm. obviously so many years. But again, going back to what you said about, you know, really understanding small business owners and what they need and how, how much we want to achieve, you know, like we're, we're high achievers normally, that's the case. <laughs> and yeah, something, something else that you have mentioned to me is that you want to support those on those journeys. So tell us a little bit about that. I know you're super invested into your normal day job and your corporate life. And, and I appreciate that so much, but you've got this kind of, you know, desire to, to help small business a little bit as well? Yes, a hundred percent. So, um, so one thing that I've, I've been doing as my, my, my personal skills have grown, um, through the work that I've done is some of that's translated into support for my dad and his business, creating invoice templates, business cards, stuff like that. And so, um, just thinking, I've, I've been thinking more and more about how, how can I help business owners? in a way that is logical. And I still live my life. I, you know, obviously I, I still have to, I still, I still need my work and my family and need to devote time to those, but I wanted to find a way that I can support. And so, um, and so one thing, and this is the first time that it'll be said publicly is uh, I am, I am going to start doing a pay as you can or pay what you can model for supporting small business. And so it could be things like design work, helping build templates for, for people who need to do presentations um, mm. that need a little bit more of a professional flair to it. Because I think there's a lot of business owners that are doing great things, but they may not have the designer or content skills to um, present themselves in a way that shows the value that they have. And so um, putting together stuff like that, doing design consultancy, um, maybe building training content, you know, smaller businesses, sometimes they don't have the resources to train their people on communication skills or leadership skills or sales skills. And so um, providing training like that, again, at a pay what you can scale in a way that is accessible to the people who are doing the work, but may not have the resources. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. That makes sense for sure. And listen, I love that endeavour. I think that that's really, you know, I think we all kind of reach this age in our life and, you know, with your experience of what you've seen your dad go through and, and still helping him now, like we just, you know, have these little kind of moments of just wanting to help others, you know, and reaching that point. And for you, that could just be, you know, an hour on a Saturday or an hour on a Sunday or, you know, that type of thing because, you, you know, you've got your job, you've got your family and, and you need to make that a priority. But I love that idea and I think that's something that will really help a lot of people and you and I both know through the power of Clubhouse and other audio platforms that, you know, you can reach these, find these people. We just naturally run into these people mm-hmm. that are stuck and, you know, little things that may seem quite simple to us but for someone else you know they've never touched Canva they've never done a presentation they've never done any kind of template or a spreadsheet or me and my spreadsheets they always come to the (laughs) table I can't help it but you know what I mean like people to us that's normal stuff but you know for sometimes even five or ten minutes work for us makes such a difference to someone else so yeah I, I think that that's amazing and super excited to see that that you know, actually get out there to to the people that, that need it the most, I think. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Watch this space. There'll be updates. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, Angel, I wanted to ask you as well, you've got a few people and places that you follow and you've got some really good advice for small business owners as far as you know finding things that will actually help them in other spaces right now did you want to share some of that with us as well um sure and I I think um some of my my biggest resources and and people that I follow are um not even just focused on small business or entrepreneurialism but uh leadership development and um and communication skills, business in general. Um, I follow a lot of work from the Gallup organization. Um, I think there's a lot to be there's a lot to be said about strength strengths based growth and development, and taking a strengths based approach, not even just to to leadership or to your own growth, but just taking a strengths based approach to life. And maybe that's the the optimist or the idealist in me, but um, I feel like when you focus on strengths, uh, you tend to grow a lot more than, than, than you would if you lean into that natural inclination to focus on what's wrong. Um, and so Gallup organization has a lot of resources to help with that. Another great resource is, uh, Tal Ben-Shahar, uh, that he had, a has a video, uh, he has a video that's called strength-based leadership and, that video, I can give you the link so you can add it to the resources. Uh, that video kind of started me on a journey of um, looking deeper into the strengths-based approach, strengths-based leadership, and strengths-based organizations. And I've learned a lot about the value of operating your organization in a strengths-based way, how you lead your people, how you interact with other businesses, other people, um, and how you lead yourself. And there's, uh, again, Gallup has a lot of research on this. I don't remember all the stats. I just remember what I take away from it. And so, uh, there's a lot of information on Gallup's resources about it, but strengths-based, um, understanding the strengths-based approach and how to live and operate from your own strengths, how to bring out the strengths and focus on those and others can have a huge impact on 
everything, all those numbers that people talk about all the time for their, their KPIs for their companies. Um, taking that approach has it had impacts those numbers in a very positive way. And so I'll leave all the mm-hmm. research details to the, to the people who do that job, but go look it up on, on Gallup. You can find a lot of that information there. And then another big resource and influence for me is Simon Sinek. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people refer to him as a leadership expert. He refers to himself as a student of leadership, um, which just speaks to who he is. But his book, The Infinite Game, if anyone has not read that, I highly recommend it. Um, when you think about being a business owner or being an entrepreneur, um, we tend to think of these specific goals as like, you know, this is what I want to accomplish and then I'll be happy. And this is, you know, this is where I want my business to get. But when you think about business, a lot of people don't think about, as Simon says, (laughs) the, the game that you're actually in. The game of business is not a finite game. Um, you know, a finite game has fixed rules, agreed upon objectives, um, and there's there's a clear beginning and end. But when you're looking at the world of business, owning a business and running one, your goal is to stay in the game, and that's infinite. And so you constantly have to be flexing and changing your approach and adjusting to the circumstances that you're under because there are so many things that are beyond our control. And so really focusing in on the things that you can control, how you can shift, how you can pivot to, um, to stay in the game is, is I think what it's all about. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And I will grab some links off you, um, for the show notes for this episode, because great information that you've shared and fantastic things to check out. I haven't been in all those spaces myself, so I I'm interested to check them out as well. So we'll, you know, I'll grab those from you. We'll pop them into the show notes for anyone that wants to check them out because yeah, too much, too much good stuff there. Not to, (laughs) not to share. Um, Angel, I have an interesting question for you. I've got some other questions later on, but I wanted to ask you because it just popped into my little pea brain. What lights you up? What gets you out of bed in the morning? If you had a particular, just pick a day of the week, forget about work, just forget about work for a moment. If you had a, just pick a day of the week and you were bouncing out of bed and you were like really excited, what is that for you? What, what, what do you look forward to the most? human connection and, mm-hmm. uh, and the opportunity to bring value, um, mm-hmm. learning about, learning about other people's stories and taking, taking what I can from the experiences that other people have been through and finding ways to add value in different conversations. I think that's, that's a, a big part, a big thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, it all goes back to clarifying complexities because there's so many things that we overcomplicate that don't need to be overcomplicated. There's so many things we worry mm-hmm. about we have no control over. And so we have mm. so many people walking around feeling like the sky is falling. And it's, it's, I feel like just wasting time because that's time that could be better mm-hmm. spent enjoying the moment that you're in. And so a, a phrase that kind of sticks with me, and I heard it in a training session at some point. Um, and I wish I could credit who said it, but I don't remember. Um, but it was uh, be where your feet are. And so being, being present oh, yeah. and helping others to be present and to bring joy and laughter where I can. Um, I like to be silly. My, my husband used to, when we first started dating, he called me Velveeta. <laughs> I'm, I'm very cheesy. Um, but yeah. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's all of that. Just um, 
being having the knowing that I have another day, another opportunity to connect and uh, and bring value and and help others to clarify some of those complexities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, and I can see it in you. As soon as you started talking about it, it's it's exactly what you enjoy and and the space that you want to be in. So that's that's awesome. But I do have some other random questions that I'm going to bring into today's episode. So this is my little random. magic box. Now, in this box, I am going to choose five fun facts about Angel. There we go. I've got five random questions here. Hope you're sitting down. Yes, you are. Very good. Yeah, we're right. good. First question for you, Angel. Are you a home chef or a takeaway queen? Which one is your preference? Do you like to cook or would you prefer to get takeaway? What's the option where my husband does the cooking? Oh, good point. Very good point. Okay, so um, as a con- as a consumer of food, do you prefer the home-cooked meal that your husband lovingly prepares for you or would you prefer some takeout? 100% my husband's cooking. Oh, he, my favorite food is steak and he has mastered the art of cooking a steak. Um, and so it, it speaks directly to my soul. <laughs> And so definitely, definitely the husband, but it, but when I, when I want to give him a break, I, I don't typically cook. I do, I do the takeaway. Um, cause he does such a good job and I, I hate to make him cook every single night. So I try Mm -hmm. to give him a night off sometimes and, um, and I'll go get food, pick up something that I know he likes. Yep. Do you have a a particular go-to for your takeaway that you prefer? Have you got a favorite? Taco truck. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that was the answer. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. So there's there's uh, it, there's one taco truck that's uh, newer around town, and so um, it's only been within the last few months. That's been the most recent one that we go to. So I'll either do that or um, or go to one of the one of the Mexican places. It's usually tacos. Mm-hmm. Tacos is almost always the answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys talk about tacos all the time and I'm like, I've really got to get on board with this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. I'm digesting. It's okay. All right. Next question for you, Angel. When you were young, what did you want to be when you grew up? So there were two things and I, mm-hmm. I, I very specifically remember feeling very passionate about both of these things when I was in like third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was I wanted to be a singer Ooh. and I, I, I'm, I'm not expertly skilled in the singing area in general, but even to this day, I sing almost every single day. Um, I just love it. I love music. And so singer was one. And then the other one was I wanted to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And I didn't know at that point what the difference was between them, but I knew that I wanted to be in the the field of of like counseling and, and therapy and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and I used to, I used to play therapist with my friends out on the playground. <laughs> Love it. So did There's you like, ever go down the educational road of that at all? Yeah. My, my bachelor's degree is in psychology. Um, I'm not sure how I went oh, from a bachelor's in psych. I'm not sure how I went from a bachelor's in psychology to working in banking, but honestly, I mean, 
<laughs> it's all about the the human connection in the brain. I I actually have an associate's degree in electrical engineering as well. Um, but <laughs> the the thing that I like most about that part of school was uh, was the tutoring that I did for for other uh, for my other classmates. I used to, mm-hmm. I used to peer tutoring um, while I was in school. I was like, well, if this is the my favorite part about this, I should probably change what I'm doing. Um, because the electrical <laughs> engineering part, like I, I I liked it, it was okay, but um I almost feel like it was like I like to clarify complexities. And when you're looking at electronics, there's not a whole lot. I mean, like you could argue there's like complex circuits and all that, but really like it's open or it's closed, it's on or it's off. Like there's, there's not a whole lot of like gray area in there. And I love to play in the gray area. Mm -hmm. And so with psychology, you get a lot of that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Gray area. Exactly. Yes. I get it. (laughs) Good answer. All right. The next question is, if you had a time machine, would you go into the future or back to the past? I feel like I need to know more. Is this like just for like a visit or is it like to hang out for a while? Anything you want. Oh, man. It's your time machine. <laughs> Think of it like back to the future and you can punch in the date. So you can go forwards, you can go backwards, you can stay there, you can get back in it and, and jump back out again. That's really hard because I feel like, I would love to go back to the past and ask my childhood self for advice, like find out, like, like have a conversation with myself as a kid and get advice from young me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people talk about like going back, what, what advice would you give yourself? But I would want to get advice from myself. Um, I feel like child, like child, the childhood version of ourselves, I feel like are a lot more wise than we are in so many ways. When I look at my kid, I think that a lot Um, Mm -hmm. because they just, they just, I feel like there's something that we lose as we get older um, that we've really got a a great handle on more kids, Mm. several things, but uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) But then I also would really love to like fast forward and see what the technology looks like in the future. Mm. Like, where are we going mm-hmm. from here? I think about all of the advancements that we've had over the last 10, 20, 30 years. And like the ideas of what could exist 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Um, I would just love to see kind of where that yeah. stuff goes. So yeah. I, I, I guess no, that's both really answer. good. <laughs> no, no, but it makes perfect sense because I agree with both, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, maybe not so inclined to go into the future myself I think I would definitely go to the past because I think there's more to that there'd be a a bigger advantage by going to the past I don't know if I want to unveil the curtain and see what's happened in the future I think I'm open for the journey and the surprises that we just get you know delivered type of thing and what what evolves naturally but like think about your childhood angel like we didn't have mobile phones you know, like that was not a thing. <laughs> like it's it's insane. Like you said, the last 10, 20, 30 years, whew, so much, so much has happened. So imagine the next 10, 20, 30 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. All right, next question. Are you a sports fan? And if so, what is your favourite? 
not not huge into sports. I'm I'm not a uh, a person who does much of the the sporting. <laughs> um, but I do. Uh, if if I was gonna say one, I'd have to say I'm a Cubs fan. And I definitely watched more baseball, Chicago Cubs. I used Got to it. watch. Uh, I watched more baseball prior to them winning the series. Um, and then leading up the series was super exciting because, you know, 100 years in the making. And then after mm. the series, I kind of stopped watching as much. Like, I still like check on it every once in a while, but I've never been so into like sports to like know all the players' names and all their stats and stuff. Mm. I, I used to just kind of um, watch the games or have games on in the background while I was doing other stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Baseball, it is. There you go. Last question, and then you're out of the hot seat. Do you prefer trains, boats, planes, or none of the above? I cannot remember the last time I was on a train. Mm-hmm. Boats are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Probably have to say planes. Planes? Happy with planes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I definitely a lot more when I was younger than now. Um Something about after I had a child, I, I'm a lot more paranoid flying than I used to be. Like when I was when I was younger, um, I loved the feeling of like getting up into the air, like as soon as it lifts off the ground. Like I don't know, I was always fascinated by like the feeling that you get from being high up in the air. Uh, I'm a little more paranoid about it now, but probably still um, would rather fly than like take a boat or. Yep. Good. I maybe I, I might trains might be it i i haven't been on a train in a really really long time only like one time when i was a kid i think so trains might be it if uh if i go and i i ride mm. one my answer may change mm-hmm. pop that on the to-do list when you get time in your busy life mm-hmm. pop the train right in there revisit it find out if you like it for sure for sure awesome angel before we wrap it up where can we find you do socials website all of that good stuff you can find me at curiousidealist.com. you can also find me on instagram that angel love same thing on twitter um mm-hmm. or you can join the curious idealist community which is brand new uh, you can go to curi- or you can go to curiousidealist.com slash community and it'll Ooh. take you to our Facebook group. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. I'm going to pop all of those links in the show notes. I'll get those other links from your great tips of resources and places that we can check out as well. And I'll pop those into the show notes. Angel, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time and sharing so much with us today. And I appreciate it so much. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I love everything that you're doing with your podcasting here. You're like my podcasting uh, Yoda. I'm just going <laughs> to follow your example. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. Appreciate those kind words. And we'll, we'll catch up again really soon. So take care. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.